now tuned into Bars and Hoops Radio. Where the world of hip-hop and sports live. With your host, Steals the Great, live on Bars and Hoops Radio. New York City! New York City! We back! We back! We back! The Knicks are back. Staten Mellow. This dedicated to my city, New York. Official kings in the court. Reach with a ball of hard nuts and gets torn. So bring your skills to the nearest playground. No clown around. Catch a helmet in the minute on a New York playground. The big apples. For sure, and basketball is our sport. We play for keeps and never settle for sure. So bring your game when you come to my town. We snatch a crowd, you get embarrassed on the court after you're shook to the ground. You get respected when you prove you get down. So save the joke for the clouds. And then my see we know to go a few rounds. This is the city where you're forced to go hard. You'll get booed out of dodge and shown the door being the weakest on squads. Rucker Parker, summer nights and stay live. Brothers play for the pride and bragging rights on who's the king of NY. So grab the pill and prepare to go hard. Pick your 12 man squad, orange and you better believe we go hard. This for my city, for my city. New York, New York City, where it's gritty. Yeah, for my city, never pretty. New York, New York City, sing it with me. Yeah, yeah, for my city, for my city. New York, New York City, where it's gritty. NYC, for my city, never pretty. Yeah, New York City, sing it with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. What up, what up, what up, y'all? Balls and Hoops Radio. Nick's Talk Radio, Nick's Talk Nation Radio. We are here. This is the debut. Shout out to everybody out there listening. Shout out to my co-host, Hard Will. Er, Hard Will, unmute your mic, Hard Will. Er, man. So first yes, and foremost, sir. we want to tell everybody thank you for checking in with us, man. Sorry for the delay. You know, technical difficulties, new things, working remotely. But nonetheless, man, we are here today, man. And you know. We got to be in good spirits, man, because our Knicks just took an L today, man, to the Miami Heat, man. But, you know, nonetheless, they having a great season, man. And we're here, man, to really talk about it, man. And we're here to give you a Knicks perspective from Knicks fans. You know what I mean? So before we move any further, please, Hardwell, introduce yourself to the people, man. Hey, how you doing? It's your boy, Hardwell. You live, Knicks Talk Nation Radio. First Let's episode. Go. We real excited, you know. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. You know, want the fans to chime in. And right. basically, you know, we got a lot of good shows coming up for y'all. Just keep tapping in with us, you know. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. That's a fact. That's a fact. And for those out there wondering, you know, why now? Why not now? You know what I mean? So for me, just to give you a little insight of who I am, you know, I go by the name of Steals the Great. You know, Bars and Hoops Radio is the brand. You know, we got a full-fledged 24-7 a radio station that has a bunch of podcasts, live radio shows, live DJ shows, and everything seven days a week. So, you know, I'm a diehard Nick fan. And, you know, I hear a lot of uh, uh, mainstream media kill our team, man. And, you know, I'm figuring like, man, I sit and listen to these other outlets every day and they do nothing but bash our team. So I say, you know what? I felt the need to put a, a platform out there so that we can put the Knicks in a proper light, man, and give some respect. Yes, they are the perfect team. Yes, they had a check and pass, but at the end of the day, that's still a New York team, and we got to give respect where it's due. What you think about that, Hallwell? 
Yeah, no, I agree. You know, it's like we're not really getting a lot of respect, but we haven't won in a while. I understand. But mm -hmm. I think we get a lot of backlash because we the Mecca. Yes. So, you know, a lot of places don't like New York because New York was really the best at a lot of stuff for a long time. The rap yes, game, basketball, we're the Mecca. So we yes, have a lot do. to live up to. It's probably why a lot of players don't want to come because there's a lot of pressure, the media, but, you know. Yes, you do. We now, still love our for sure. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, it's a lot going on in the city right now. Basketball is definitely back in the city on both ends. Oh. You know what I mean? We're not yes. haters at all. And 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 I'm I'm gonna just put this out there as a disclaimer. Just because this is a Nick platform, I'm not gonna wear orange and blue glasses when I give my perspective on certain things and when I report on certain things because that's just not right. We gotta call a spade a spade. But we're definitely going to play right and we're going to play fair, man. So this isn't a, a bash the owner session. We're not going to bash players, man. At the end of the day, we're going to give you good, honest assessments. And we want to bring the best to the fans that's out there listening. You know what I'm saying? So without any further ado, man, let's talk about tonight's game, man. It's a tough loss. I don't know if you really got to catch everything. But, you know, from the gate, man, you know, the Knicks just looked a little out of whack. You know, the heat definitely came with a lot of energy. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, the referees weren't doing us any favors, you know, in the game. But, you know, you can't blame the refs at the end of the day, man. It, it works both ways. And at the end of the day, when you look at the box score, it kind of evened itself out. Where the Knicks lost that, in my perspective, was, um, you know, from behind the three-point line. You know, they took a lot of threes. They missed a lot of threes. And they, they couldn't crack that zone. And, Harwell, you as a basketball player, what's the best way to attack a zone? Well, it's hard to just to be the zone. You got to try to attack the gaps of the zone. Yeah. And, you know, in the NBA, like the other day, I seen after the game, Derrick Rose brought it up. He said that they played a zone all game. Yes. And I was like, he's like, he's never seen that since AAU. So, yeah, yeah he said that. He wasn't trying to be mean because Derrick Rose, not like that. But yeah. it's kind of hard to crack the zone. And not only that, I noticed that Miami – is behind the Knicks in the standard. So yes. Jimmy Butler talked about that before the game. Yes. I think they did. And they came and wanted to beat the Knicks. They don't know if they're going to play the Knicks in the playoffs or make a statement. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. So with this loss, the Knicks dropped to 24 and 23 in the heat, move up to 23 and 24. So we're still a game ahead of them. You know what I mean? But just to give you a little insight on the box score, um, Jimmy Butler and uh, Bam Adebayo pretty much led the way for, you know, the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler scored 27 points. You know, he um, definitely grabbed uh, five rebounds and six assists. But Bam Adebayo had a monster game, and we got killed on the boards. You know, he had 20 boards. He had 17 boards, which was crazy. So the, the effect of Mitchell Robinson not being there is, is evident as of now. You know what I mean? Don't, don't get me wrong. Maryland's Noel played a great game defensively, but you know, we got killed in the paint and we definitely got killed on the boards. You know what I mean? Facts. What's your thoughts on that? That's probably why, you know, we, we couldn't really damn out of bio, man. He's a he's a really good player. I really liked him ever since college. And to see him win the skills, the skills challenge in the all-star game, yes. he's just showing that he's a versatile big. And yes. that's what the game is about now, being a Euro big. 
being very versatile to help your team spread the court and dribble the ball. Yeah. He does stuff like that. So even though Mitchell Robinson is more of like, he's like, we was talking about that, D. Mitchell Robinson to me is the epitome of what a Nick is. His work yeah. ethic, everything about him. I love Mitchell Robinson, and we really did need him to come back. It's unfortunate his injury. Mitch, you hear this? Get well soon. You know, we appreciate you. You know, like I said, to me, my opinion, you the epitome of a Nick. And I think that if you was there today, it would have been a better game. Cause yeah, exactly. 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 You know what I mean? So, exactly. you know, I mean, I, it's, it's tough that we lost him for the season because, as you know, free agency, you know, came and went. We didn't address a lot of the issues that we had as far as big men were concerned. We didn't really um, add any real... Uh, people to the team that could probably possibly af affect the chemistry of the game, but you know, nonetheless, we got to go to war with who we have. But what do you? What's your outlook as far as the um the season is concerned? Like, what do you think moving forward the Knicks should do? You know, to kind of um make up for some of the shortcomings that they do have. Well, I kind of felt like the Knicks move too fast on players that they, yeah. they draft or they try to build up. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. I understand the Austin Rivers trade and certain trades like Dennis Smith Jr. to make space and just to get rid of pieces that's not helping us. But I kind of like the move that they just stuck with what we have. And I think it's because the Knicks didn't expect themselves to be doing as well as they're doing. This is my point in a way because they kind of just coming in with a fresh start. They didn't expect to be in this position, I don't think. 100%. 100%. So, they definitely didn't. Yeah. So for them to be in this position, it would make sense to stick to your core. And then to see Andre Barrett's second year. And then you got to look. Look at Zion. Zion, they talking about him like that. He was in the All-Star game. <laughs> That's Andre Barrett's teammate from college. And yeah. He was really, really up there with Zion when it comes to that level of play. And I called it before people even really knew Andre Barrett was going to be really yeah. good. He's yeah, a good player. Andre Barrett. Yeah, Andre mix, man. He's going to be yeah. tough. He's a lefty. You got to watch him because he's only been there two years. He's dunking and he's going to the hole like he has no fear. That's what guys have to look out for in a player, in a young player. Imagine yeah. Andre Barrett in four years from now. Yeah, R.J. Barrett is definitely going to be a problem. You know what I mean? And he's already stepping into his own because I wasn't too big on the pick at first, but he won me over with his work ethic. You know what I mean? He's definitely been working in the gym. You could tell he's worked on his body and he's doing all the right things right now. And, and this is why the next season is so successful right now, if you really ask me, because a lot fell on Julius Randle. He's leading. And R.J. Barrett is also playing a great Robin role. And, you know, I'll get to the uh, end and give you a, a little uh, Nick note when in regards to R.J. Barrett. But, you know what I mean? I wanted to kind of, um before we get into the meat and potatoes everything, man, mm -hmm. I know that you wanted to say a happy birthday to somebody, man. So go ahead, man. Get that man his props. Oh, happy birthday, Clyde. Word the mother, man. You Shout out more, to man. You know, For with real. the passion sense you come with, the words you make up when we watch the game. Then another thing I want to say to Clyde, right? Uh -huh. I, sometimes I watch the Knicks on another network when somebody uh -huh. else is commentating, and it's just uh -huh. not the same. Like, yeah. they don't have the swag he does. They don't, like, so I have to go back to MSG and watch Clyde talk his talk. And you know what I mean? Like, word. I, I, I caught myself like, oh, this ain't MSG. And then I want to go because I want to hear Clyde. So happy birthday, Clyde. We, we appreciate you for what you do. Hopefully one day you'll come and jump on our show. 
you know, and talk right. to some of the fans maybe one day. But either way, we love you and we love what you do for the Knicks and the Garden, man. Shout out, Clyde. Happy birthday. Yeah, shout out to Clyde, man. Happy 76th birthday. You know what I mean? Wow. Still out here doing his numbers with the cowhide suits and all that, man. Shout out to Clyde Frazier, man. Whoa, Clyde, one of the best point guards the Knicks has ever had. You wow. know what I mean? Definitely one of the 50 greatest players, too. You know what I mean? So today's episode, man, I really wanted to touch on um a lot of what, you know, contributed to some of the Knicks issues. But we also wanted to reflect light on what um some of the good years were about, man. You know what I mean? And and I wanted to go back to, you know, looking at the decision makers, man, meaning the presidents of basketball operations and the GMs of the team. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they're the ones that pretty much laid the foundation for where we are today. You know what I mean? A lot of work, a lot of work has been done to get the Knicks to respectability. The culture has changed, but let's take it back a taste, man. So I know a lot of Knicks fans, you know, we had a, and I know I was guilty of it at one point in time. In the two thousands, we wanted to see the nineteen nineties eras Knicks, the no layup Knicks, the ball headed Knicks. Well, Patrick Ewing didn't cut his hair off that year, he but did. he didn't cut his hair. He didn't want to let the flat top go. Everybody else cut their hair off except for Ewing. That was you know crazy. I mean? But they all wore black sneakers in solidarity in that era. X Men was on that team, right? Yeah, the X Men was on that team. So we're gonna take people down memory lane because this is what we want to do. Like I said, we're not creating this platform just to talk about today. We want to talk about the whole as a Knicks as a Knicks fan. You know what I mean? We're gonna we're gonna go back, do some trivia, do some some yeah. um, history so that you know every Knicks fan that's listening can enjoy the show that we're bringing to them today. You know what I mean? So we're gonna go back to the '90s era, man. And the president of basketball of operations back in the '90s, namely. Um, 91 to about 1994 He had four years of his tenure But he was one of the best uh, presidents that we had Goes by the name of Dave Checkets You know what I mean? Dave Checkets he, he he left his stamp on that era of basketball During the Knicks tenure Throughout that time in the 90s So in his tenure as president of basketball operations He they had four He was had four seasons They made the NBA finals once under him In 1993-94 they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals twice, and they made it to the semifinals one time. The GM of the organization throughout his whole tenure and until 2000, from 1995 to 2000, was Ernie Grunfeld. Now, let's talk about some of the key acquisitions that started the whole Go New York, Go New York era, right? Whoa. Uh, yeah, so we're going to take people down memory lane. So in 1991 and 92, the Knicks hired... Pat Rowley, Pat Pat, Pat Rowley, Pat Rowley as head coach. Pat Rowley is definitely shining in Miami. Got the call up Pat Rowley. Exactly. Rings, he's getting Rowley. Instead of rings, he's getting Rowley. Shout out to Pat Rowley. Shout out to Pat Rowley. So, also in 1991-92, they drafted Greg Anthony with the first round pick at number 12. They also signed Anthony Mason. As a free agent, and they traded for the X Man, Xavier McDaniels. If you remember that, those that season, good. those were good moves. Those were great moves those when you look at moves. it. Yeah, they those were moves. I think they the moves good. were good because they were Knicks. They were Nick moves. He yes. was he was trying to get Knicks. Yes, in the in the, in the in the culture. But go ahead, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that season, they went fifty-one and thirty-one. They mm. lost. 
in the Eastern Conference semifinals to Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls three to four. Whoa. You know what I mean? That was a that was a memorable season because you know that was fresh into the nineties. Like I said, Pat Riley came from LA to New York and they were known as Showtime back then. You know what I mean? They were known as the Showtime Knicks. I mean Showtime Lakers and he brought them to the Knicks and he turned them into a tough, gritty, hard nosed defensive team that was giving up no layups or nothing like that. Now, of course, that came down to the personnel that we had, Oakley, Ewing, Mason, X-Men. You know what I mean? That was an exciting team and, and New York embodied that that culture and that team because they represented the city of hard workers. Man, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, at the end of the day, like I said earlier, you know, we have we have a certain culture. Like uh-huh. Mitch Robinson, he reminds me of a Nick, the way he plays. And I think some guys really want to be a Nick because that's their style of play. And they like the culture because it's a it's a tight knit fit, like the Knicks. And another thing I heard them say about the new Knicks, not the change from old to new, but it's just a good point that the new guys, they go into the gym after the game and stuff yeah. like that. So these guys are hungry, man. And they are they they all like the Knicks. They remind me of the old Knicks because there's no Julius Randle's doing good. He's an all star this year. I like you. Remind me of a uh, of regular all star like Carmelo Anthony. So that's kind of better for me because we could pass the ball around and play more of a team oriented game yes. and beat teams who only have two stars and they trying to force it to those players. Yeah, that does gonna win, but for so long. Now you see everybody trying to have four stars because they know they need a lot of players to win. Yeah, that's a fact. Everybody want four stars and all this nonsense. But, you know, it's craziness right now, man. Everybody trying to get everybody. I'm glad we just stayed solid. So remember that, guys. The Knicks are staying solid. But I don't want you to lose your point because you was talking about old players. And I do agree with what we're doing in reference to sticking to who we are. That was Uh my main point. Uh Uh-huh. And and um, speaking of Julius Randle, since you brought him up, mm-hmm. he's definitely a modern day Zach Randolph. Facts, outside you know what I mean. Ooh. Yeah, Wait, well, we had Zach Zach, we got to shout Zach out, man. Shout out to Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph is the truth, and he's yes, tapped indeed. in. He's tapped in. Like, yeah, the hip hop community. Yes, to the streets from the. Yeah. Zach Randall, yo, shout out Zach to my Randall. boy, bro. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. That's a good comparison, D. Yes, indeed. So moving along, man, we're going to go to the 92-93 season, man. Again, under Ernie Grunfeld and Dave Checkets. In that year, the 92-93 draft, we drafted Hubert Davis. First round from North Carolina, number 20 Great overall. Pick. Yes. Great pick. We also traded for Rolando Blackman and Tony Campbell. And we also traded Mark Jackson and a second round pick to the Clippers for Doc Rivers and Charles Smith. And we signed Herb Williams. That was exceptional upgrades to the team. And that year we finished 60 and 22. But again, we lost to MJ and the Bulls two to four in the Eastern Conference Finals. That was a tough team. They they won 60 games. That was probably the last time the Knicks won 60 games. They went 60 and 22 in 1992 and 93. And we lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Chicago Bulls. 1993 and 94, we added another, another tough nosed player to the Knicks, Anthony Bonner. In that season, Ooh. 
got a slight drop off. We we uh we won fifty seven games. Um, and again, we lost in the NBA Finals. We went to the Finals that year, and we lost to the Houston Rockets. And everybody knows the story of that Finals. John, yeah. why didn't Pat Riley sit him down? Why didn't he play Hubert Davis? Why didn't he play Rolando Blackman? He rolled with who he thought was the guy that was going to get him to the championship, and. We ended up taking the gambling. We lost three to four to a good Houston Rockets team, man. What do you remember about that year? Man, I remember a lot. And when you said about Jordan, it just reminds me yeah. what made me so tough and what made me, like, stay a Knicks fan. A lot of people was leaving the Knicks. They were Chicago Bulls fans. They was yeah. all type of fans. Yeah. And I felt like that wasn't real. That wasn't right. Like, when we grew up in our era, you, you know, like, these kids – they LeBron James fans when he when he to Cleveland and they he, they his they they a Laker fan now because he went to the Lakers. Yeah, we didn't yeah. grow up like that. Like yeah. we didn't care if our team was losing. And yeah. Michael Jordan beat us pretty bad. But That's I did not fact. go and join the Bulls team. I couldn't do nothing like that. I respect Jordan for being one of the greatest players still. Like D uh -huh. said, we're not going to sugarcoat what's really real. Not but being from New York, I'm not going to go and join the Bulls bandwagon because they win it and that's what's going on now people want to be on the team because they win and be a fans of a winning team but that's not being genuine or real so you're not going through the heartaches and the ups and downs of losing to really deserve when we come on to the top and win so a exactly. lot of you Knicks fans that's not being with us when we lose and trying to double back and come around and find your nick gear now we're not exactly. jacking we're not jacking that <laughs> go, go be a brooklyn fan brooklyn yeah. got a good team we don't want the people who not going to be with us all the time i'm just keeping it on yeah, we don't want to beat up. We don't want to beat up on the Knicks fans, man. You know what no, I'm saying? No, we're not. No, I'm saying we yeah. don't want them. We don't want them playing, you yeah. know, in and they out. They they they, yeah. they doing this type of thing. They don't know if yeah. they're with us or not. And now we winning. Everybody going to find their Knicks gear. You know exactly. Exactly. If we lose. Just have patience because you're proving right now. Look where we are. Nobody That's expected right. us to be there. So imagine this year. Yeah. So imagine. Yeah. Be patient, Nick fans. That's all I'm saying. Be patient. Exactly. Exactly, man. So so moving on to 94-95. Again, this is when the Knicks had first-round picks. Mm -hmm. They had some competent people in office. They drafted Monty Williams, who's now the coach of the Phoenix Suns. And they're doing a hell of a job. Great they job. Shout out Monty Williams. Yep. First round, 24th pick overall. They also drafted Charlie Ward in the first round. Two picks later at 26. They also made the trade. They traded they traded Derek Harper for Doug Christie. So that was like a revamp right there. Like they used Harper for a couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. Then they ended up trying trying to retread the ties and go elsewhere. They brought in Doug Christie for Derek Harper. And that season, the Knicks won 55 games and they lost 27 games. And they lost three to four uh to the Eastern Conference semifinals to the Indiana Pacers. And we all know about that series, man. We all know about Reggie Miller Reggie and Miller. Rick Smith. You know, those were classic, classic series. You know what I mean? That's when Spike Lee made a name for himself. Reggie Miller with this. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was one of those seasons. Um, Moving on to 95 and 96. <laughs> this was a funny. This is when everything started changing. The Knicks traded Pat Riley. Now, they actually traded Pat Riley. They traded the coach. You heard me right. They traded Pat Riley to Miami for a 1996 first-round pick. They hired Don Nelson as the head coach, and they also signed Gary Grant from the L.A. Clippers in the offseason. 
That year, we took a steep drop in standings. We uh, won 47 games, lost 35 games, and we lost one to four in the Eastern Conference semifinals to Chicago. Now, if you remember those errors, that, that year in particular, um, Ewing didn't get along with Don Nelson at all. Don Nelson didn't like Patrick Ewing. Um, and they had a clear fallout, and Don Nelson's tenure came to an end, I think, a year later. They got rid of him immediately. You know what I mean? Which leads us into 1996 and 97. The Knicks traded Charles Smith and Monty Williams to San Antonio for J.R. Reed and the first round pick. I don't know if you remember that that time. Like they just Reed unloaded. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, they can't, you know, good, then they just make a bad decision after. Exactly. Patience. So Remember, that's why I said earlier, it's about patience. D. It's about patience, yeah. still. Like, they never yeah. had patience with. If I draft something, if I draft a player, yeah, and it would be like, oh, he's not living up to his expectations. But the Knicks didn't have patience back then, it seemed like to me, to give these guys exactly. a chance to develop. Exactly. Exactly. If they learn from their own mistake. Maybe they won't do that moving forward. And, and it looks. The way this draft just passed and we stayed completely out, that we're yeah. trying something new instead of just giving up on who we picked. 100%. 100% facts on that, man. So now moving along into 1996-97. Um, pardon me. No. We staying in 96-97. They traded Doug Christie and Herb Williams to Toronto for Willie Anderson. Uh -huh. That's how we ended up with Willie Anderson. They fired Don Nelson. They hired Jeff Van Gundy. They drafted John Wallace, first round, number 18 overall. They drafted Walter McCarty, first round, 19 overall. And they uh -huh. drafted Dante Jones in the first round, 21 overall. I remember that year because we had all three of those first round picks. And as fast as they got them was as fast as they let them go. <laughs> also, in that year, they signed Allen Houston and Chris Childs as free agents. That was like... At the time, Chris Childs got like twenty-seven million, if I'm not mistaken, and Allen Houston got fifty-four that. million. Wow. Yeah, Allen Houston got fifty-four million. You know what I'm saying? That was like uh, that was like big money back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we had a, we had a brand new backcourt. We also wow. signed Scott Brooks and Buck Williams and Herb Williams again, for real. Whoa. Also Whoa. that year, it was a busy year. They did they did a complete three sixty and a. a Van Gundy was yo not just not the yeah. Not the country yeah. still uh -huh. Van Gundy. I think Van Gundy deserved another coaching job because when he commentates a game, he makes yeah. a lot of sense. And he knows the game. Yeah. Now I understand why they didn't put Mark Jackson in coaching position. We're not gonna touch that. We understood that. Cool. Yeah. But Van Gundy was a good coach. And they, they give his brother jobs time in and time in, time out. Van Gundy deserved another shot. I shout out to Coach Van Gundy. You know, he yeah. was he was gonna fight if the Knicks would have fought. Do you guys remember that? He yeah. was ready to fight if the <laughs> Knicks was gonna fight. That's yeah. what that's the type of coach you need, man. Yeah. Remember, shout out Chris Childs too. Remember, yes. rest in Kobe Bryant. I hate to say yeah. it, but remember snuff Kobe Two Bryant. Yeah, he gave Chris he gave Kobe, Kobe, Kobe was, rest in peace, Kobe. I'm not I love Kobe. I'm just saying he was just mentioning it came to my mind. Shout out yeah. Chris Childs, he was a Nick. And the Knicks wasn't taking no none of that smack. They're gonna swing on you, kid. I'm telling you, Oakley Mason. Think about them dudes was popping off. <laughs> now, 
Now, this is when the Knicks transitioned from that 90, 1994 team. They transitioned to Van Gundy now being the head coach, Pat mm-hmm. Riley being gone. They signed Allen Houston, Chris Childs. They bought in Buck Williams. They bought in Herb Williams. Now, they traded Anthony Mason to Charlotte for Larry Johnson. That changed everything. They traded Hubert Davis to Toronto for a first-round pick that year as well. That season, they finished 57-25. and They lost 3-4 to in the Eastern Conference semifinals to the Miami Heat. You know what I mean? So... That was that was that was a transitioning year. They retooled. They bought us some big guns, but they fell short to the Heat in that year. And the Heat had a nice little team that year as well. Um, yeah. Moving along to 1997. 1997-98. Um, this is where things get a little dicey. They drafted John Thomas. Do you remember who John Thomas is? John Thomas. John Thomas played for Michigan State. He was a big man. They brought him in. Didn't work out well for him. That, to me, you know, he was a bust. He was drafted in the first round, but he was drafted at the end of the first round, 25 overall. You know what I mean? Um, I don't remember him. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah John John Thomas. A big, big, big man, power forward, light-skinned dude. He was a power forward of the team at the oh, time. I do remember him. I do remember yeah. him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? And shout out to our special invited guest, man. That's going to come on in a few minutes. Obi Toppin, Obadiah Toppin, his father. The Knicks just finished playing. We're trying to get Obi on. You know what I'm saying? We'll see how it works out. They just coming off a loss. Can't guarantee anything, but his father will be on in about 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So those that are locked in, stay tuned. because We're going to have a dope interview with a dope person that's got a son that's playing for a dope team. You know what I mean? He's but street um, too, yeah, so. streetball legend for sure. What do you What do you know about Obadiah in, in, in his streetball days? I don't. I heard a lot about him, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm a student of the game. I always like to hear about good ball players. I actually heard he he was stayed in the same building I lived in in Far Rockaway, Queens. I'm I don't Shout know. People, people know him. I don't know him. Maybe I do because I know so many people. But somebody yeah. told me when we we posted it that he lived in my building in the blue building in the 40s. So if he did, shout out to the 40s. Shout out to Far Rockaway. That is where yeah. I'm from. Yes. And um, a lot of dudes lived out there and a lot of dudes moved away, but they still rep the rock. So shout out to the Toppins, his pops. He's doing a great job, even if just helping his son get to the league. And then he played a lot of ball in New York all over. He got a big basketball name, I heard. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Shout out to yes, indeed. And, and I played with O. I played with O back in the days, man. He was a problem, man. He'll dunk on you in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Wow. They call him Dunker's Delight. Dunker's Delight. Him, yeah, that's what yeah. I heard. But I knew him as just Obadiah. You know what I'm saying? Flying yeah. around all over the place. I'm talking about Roy Wilkins days, 15 Park days. And then, you know, his game and his, his clout just evolved to playing all around the city and all around, you know, different parts of the country, man. So when we get him on, we're definitely going to talk a little bit about that. But yeah. Nonetheless, oh, man. Boom, not uh-huh. the country. You just yeah. said something about 15 Park, man. We got to shout out the tournament that's coming up in 15 Park, man. Make sure y'all be ready. The, the round ball classic is coming up with bars and hoops. Yes. Just stay tuned. He said 15 Park, so I had to touch that one time. You know, we do do tournaments for the kids and help the kids. This is yes, something indeed. different, but we still got to let y'all know. You want to join the league? It's coming up soon. So tap yes, in. Indeed. Prices are very fair. 
Very yes, nice jerseys. Okay. Yes, indeed. Back to you, D. My bad. You will get fully sublimated uniforms. You know what I mean? We're going nice. to give the kids nice trophies, and that's definitely the, the Bars and Hoops Round Ball Classic. You know what I mean? If you want to tap in, you can email us at w at, at um, Bars and Hoops uh, Round Ball Classic at gmail.com. It's all one word. You know what I mean? Nice. But moving on back over to, you know, the 1998-99 season. Um, the Knicks had no first-round picks. This is when we started only having second-round picks because we depleted our first-round picks by trading them off, bringing in stars that was a little bit over the hump. And, um, you know, things started going a little bit downhill. So in 1998-99, we had no first-round picks. We had a second-round pick. We drafted DeMarco Johnson from Cincinnati um, in the second round. And we also drafted... Sean Marks, number 44 overall. Um, we traded Charles Oakley and Sean Marks to Toronto for Marcus Camby. So there goes another retool. That was another retool that the Knicks did. <laughs> and this was the lockout shortened season where it was only 50 games. Now, the Knicks finished 27 and 23 in the regular season. They made it all the way to the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? And they lost to the San Antonio Spurs um, for the one. You know what I mean? We also picked up Spreewell that same year and we went on a tear with that, that was great, great year. Yes. That was a great year. Very yes. exciting year. Yes. You know what I mean? Spreewell and Allen Houston, they had some great times together. You know what I mean? Um, after that, 99-2000, this is when the dark years started coming, but we had a great season that year. We finished... 50 and 32, but we lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Indiana Pacers, and everybody knows it was the infamous missed layup by Patrick Ewing that kind of sealed the fate of the Knicks that year. He finger rolled it. He finger rolled it, and he missed. Oh it. my God! Yeah, we 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 suffered, man. We suffered as Knicks fans. You I know love that. I, mean? I uh-huh. love Patrick Ewing, uh-huh. but that kind of you know. It kind of left, like, it kind of made me feel like, man, you're supposed to be dunking and you already been shooting them jumpers on the baseline. I love Patrick Ewing, but he should have dunked that ball. I let that go. I, I I gave him a pass for that. But for a while, it hurted me, D. I couldn't get over it. I felt like that man should have turned his hand the other way because he's too big. <laughs> Once yeah. he finger rolled it, bro, I said, no. So I'm going to just say this, right? Patrick Ewing is my favorite Nick of all time. You know what I mean? Like, he's my favorite Nick of all time. And after Patrick Ewing, those that do know me, it's Carmelo Anthony. I get a lot of slack for for backing Carmelo up. You know what I mean? I get a lot of slack from a lot of people about Mm -hmm. backing Carmelo up. But Carmelo was like the next best thing to Ewing to me because he came here at a time when nobody wanted to come here. And he he gave his all. You know what I mean? He gave his all. And he tried. And, you know, he had a, a unfair label tag to him, you know, coming here. And, you know, he, he left it all on the floor. The, the media loved him. The fans loved him. And it was a shame that it ended that way. And it was the same with Ewing. So who was your favorite Nick of all time? Carmelo is is is, is one of my favorite Knicks for sure. Uh-huh. Because I, I like Ewing, but none of them really... Like Melo, like you said, he came in by himself. He didn't care. Yeah. Nobody wanted to come. He broke records. He had game points scored in games that had never been done in the garden. Yeah. And so when I look at stuff like that, that changed the dynamic for me. You know, I know he never won a ring. He never won a ring. So that's fine. 
you know, yeah. but Mello is one of them for me. And I, I'll say Mello and Starks. Shout out to John Starks. Yes, Shout indeed. Starks. And you notice we didn't name John Starks throughout that list because he was there before, you know, all of these people started coming in, man. He was there in the 1990 season. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that I wanted to bring up that Dave Checkett and Ernie Grunfeld era just to see like what you thought about the moves throughout the years that we were talking about that he made. Do you think that he put together a great team or was that like one of the better years that the Knicks have had in some decades? Like, what do you think about what he did as a president, president of basketball operations? He did a good job. I mean, some, some things are hard to, to duplicate, you know, and it's, it, remember the, the draft is called a lot of, it's called a lottery because it has a lot to do with luck. Yes. You know what I mean? It's a lottery. Think about that. You know, yeah. so you can't really say and some guys just decline. You can't always blame the GM. You know, some moves are blatant, don't make sense. You gave yeah. up this guy for this guy. No need yeah. to discuss. It. We know that didn't make sense. Some things we don't understand behind the scenes. It's a lot of politics in basketball and oh, a lot of stuff that we don't see in in, in the player. We just see him play. And some of the organizations are not for what some of the players bring. And I think that's the problem. So I don't really get into, you know, why they did this and that if I don't know the details. But I can say if you get rid of a good player for a player who didn't do nothing for us, that was a bad move. His moves were pretty much the best moves we made, you know, because it's hard in, in those positions. And even those other guys like Isaiah and some of the other guys that was on the list, Leon Rose is basically starting to make me feel like he's going to do better than because he's changing things instead of doing the same things that was done. Like I say, they don't give enough, have patience with the players. So it's like you gave this guy three years and all he needed was a few more months and then he come out, he good, he ready now, like Frank. Yeah. So don't be yeah. afraid to trade Frank. Frank's going to be one of the top players on another team. I believe it. That's how it happens to us. This is what happens wow. to us. So I let's try to have patience uh -huh. with the people that we believed in already for a few years. I mean, it makes sense because you believed in this yeah. guy. You kept him here. You paid him. Unless you're going to trade it for something that's outright, we know a good decision like Bradley Bill or somebody who's just a straight 30-point scorer. Don't give up yeah. on our good players who could get 15 18 points and give some assists and play good basketball for somebody who's going to just hold a ball like James Harden. That's my yes, point. <laughs> and, That's and, and, and let's not forget, for those that are listening, shout out to everybody listening, watching live on YouTube, Facebook, uh, live stream. Make sure that you call in, man. If you got something to talk about with the Knicks, man, the number to call in is 516-206-0711. This is Knicks Talk Nation Radio. You know what I mean? This is our first episode. We got our special invited guests coming very soon, and we very appreciate soon. everybody that is tuning in. But just to piggyback off of your off of your point just now, man, you are right. New York is a tough place to play in. You know what I mean? And our fans and our fan base is starved because it's been since 1973 since we raised the banner in Madison Square Garden. As I broke down that whole 90s era, man, it's so tough because we lost to a dynasty. Michael Jordan and the Bulls, that was a dynasty. They, we lost to them at least six times throughout our tenure. You know what I mean? It hurts, so it, hurts. It, it hurts. It hurts. But nonetheless, that Nick team was a great Nick team to watch. 
Um, Dave Checkage and Ernie Grunfeld did a great job putting talent together. They even brought in veterans towards the end of their career that helped the team out. You know what I mean? And and they made the, they made it work. And throughout those throughout that whole tenure, they retooled at least three times. They made it to the finals twice in the 90s, 1994 and 1999. That was an accomplishment. You know what I mean? That was a great accomplishment. Yeah, and like you said, yeah. And also to your point with Leon Rose, you gotta respect the fact that he was an agent. He was an agent yeah. for players. I mean, he for the people. I mean, he worked for the yeah. players. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we got a caller. We got a caller. Okay. Boston Host Radio on Knicks Talk Nation. Talk about it. Yo, what's going on, man? It's the bearded one. What's popping? Bearded one. What's going on, brother? Peace, bearded you know, one. You know, when you start talking, it's like Knicks talk. Like when you start going back around 96, 95, 94, you know, to go New York, New York. Yes, go. yes. I will New York. Yeah. Spots that you didn't really hit on. And I feel like that battle with the paces. Uh-huh. They was battling with the Pacers for I mean, not that the Pacers the Pacers were trying to step up to us, but they was going at it with the Pacers, and they had two of the most uh, greatest games ever. Where Reggie dropped twenty five in the fourth quarter, yes. kill stocks that yes. hurt my heart. Yeah, and then when uh, he scored eight points in like eight seconds, two threes, and two he did the choke, yes. right? Yeah. And I know he pushed Greg yeah. Anthony to the floor. I don't care with nobody. <laughs> but, but guess what, Pop? We we uh-huh. purposely didn't talk about all that because we don't uh-huh. want to stick the knife in and turn it on Nick fans. This is Yeah, we didn't want to give the pain to Nick fans. I gave yeah. them the props. You but want me to you. stick the dag in and turn thank it? You for reminding us, though. Yeah, thank I you for reminding like, us, though. I feel like those are the those moments right there really galvanize them as like they just had a couple spots here and there. Yeah. But even listening to you talk about, you know, there was a point like they lost to the Bulls as a dynasty. Yeah. Outside of the Detroit Pistons, nobody played the Bulls as hard as the New York. Nobody. 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 You know what I mean? That's a fact. Yeah. Even even people can say what they want, oh, you know, they lost it. But let me tell you. When they first invoked that hand checking, you remember that? Yes. When they first started really the getting into that hand checking, Mason out here hand checking Scotty Pippen. He yes. wasn't ready for that. Exactly. That was a whole nother bad boy style. And I believe that was the year they went up 2 0 yes. on them in the, in the beginning. And yes. then after that, they had the tumultuous fall. At the end of the day, though, they fought them just as hard as any team ever fight them. The Black Sneakers, remember that? That's a fact. Facts. That's the black sneakers. You know what I mean? I just want to yeah, we, yeah, we definitely yeah, spoke yeah, about yeah. that. Spoke about that early because not only did they wear black sneakers, the but they head. all got baldies except for who? Patrick Ewing. He wanted to keep the flat top. He said, Bumbaross. I'm not cutting my hair. I'm not cutting my hair. Eraser head going on. But nah, that was a great memory. That was my favorite time in basketball. Because yeah. I felt like the Knicks really had it. Like, even when as they lost to the Houston Rockets, I just couldn't understand why. Because yeah. I didn't think the Houston Rockets was better. Nah, they weren't. They weren't. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. The dream was the truth. Hakeem Olajuwon was the truth, man. He was one of the better big men in the league at the time, and he was dominant on the defensive end as well. And they had some great shooters. They had Vernon Maxwell. They had Kenny Smith. They had a young Sam Cassell, fresh out of the biggest, huh? The biggest thing was was that the Knicks had the big men, and they didn't really 
they didn't exploit that. It's like there was no real gains. There was no um. They didn't really make no adjustment. Yes. In that whole series, almost. Yeah. yeah. He let he let Starks kill us, and you got a hot Cuba Davis on the bench. Yes. I never forget that. Yeah. Nobody would. Nobody would. Stark. Yeah, he brought that up earlier. He said he should have took Starks out. He took Starks out, but you know, as a coach, you got to go with who got you there. You know what I mean? And Harwell, I know that you're a coach, so you you can speak on that. Like you got to go with the high hand, and you played. Yeah, I don't understand why that happened either, but. And even the fan, even the guy, his name is the bearded one. He said, right? Even yep. he's saying it like, oh man, well, listen, I'm Y'all going ahead, do what y'all do. Y'all, well, what's going on, man? You Hello, already man. know the way it's going. All right, all yeah, right, thanks bro. for tapping in, bro. Appreciate right. you, man. Yep. Peace. Yeah, yeah, no, yo, shout out yeah, to the bearded one. You yeah, know what I mean? That was dope. He came in with some dope questions and great feedback on points that we may have not touched on the right way. And that's why this is a fan show. You call yeah. in, put your point of view on there. We're going to vibe with you. You know what I mean? We're going to tell you what we think. If we agree, if we don't, yeah. end of the day, it's all love, man. Nah, right still? Nah. The better one came in trying to stick the dagger and turn the knife. I ain't want to, <laughs> you know, I gave Reggie his props. This is a Nick show. Nick show. <laughs> Reggie. We said Reggie had was like this. That's the yeah. best we can do. Shout out to the better one. He gave some good insight, man. You know what I mean? Because that's right. what we're here to do, man. Give some great insight. And hopefully, you know, fans love it. We bring it to the table. Like I said, this is just the introduction show. This is the first show. Just one of the things down memory lane. Of course, we're going to talk a lot more current events moving forward. We're going to talk a lot about a lot of some controversial stuff as far as trades that happened that the fan base was split down the middle on, you know, players that people didn't like. Like, you know, for instance, man, who was your favorite Nick point guard, Harwell? Ooh, so many good point guards on the Knicks, decent. Like, I didn't like Charlie Ward. Right, just to bring up some old plays. I didn't like Charlie Ward, but I had to respect him. Uh -huh. Because what he brought, you know, and I always watched, and it's like he didn't go nowhere. So it was like I had to learn to appreciate him and respect him. Not that he's the best, don't get me wrong, because you yeah. got so many. You got Mark, Mark Jackson, you got Charlie Ward, yes. you got Derek Harper. Yes. You know, it's kind of hard to say who the best Nick point guard because all of them are close to each other. It's kind of like opinionated kind of thing. Uh-huh. And they never really had a point guard that made me go, like, really crazy. Like, so it was mm -hmm. just basically I was just a Knicks fan for team basketball and toughness. Yes. You know, I like the AI, different players. Don't get me wrong, but I stayed a Knicks fan. So shout out to the great point guards in New York. Let's let's name some more. Like, who who well, is your favorite to, to give me some more insight? Who you think? Who you pick? My favorite Nick point guard. Of all times, and there's no disrespect to Clive Frazier, anybody. I mean, this is my this is my favorite. You know what I mean? This is what I grew up and who I grew up watching. My favorite point guard is Stephon Marbury. And I feel That's like... That's a good answer because I don't want to leave Steph out. I might go with that. I might go with that one. I played against Stephon. I can tell you a story when I played against Stephon. Let's go. Tell a story about playing against Steph. When we played against Stephon, my pop said, yo, you know who you play. Now, we was in CYO. Yes. And we was undefeated. Shout out to my pops, B.I., by the way, and Big C. Shout them out. And shout out to, and shout out to the users that said on Facebook that Rod Strickland was the truth. Oh, Rod. word. Yo, my bad. I might have to go. I might take Rod since you took Marbury. Matter of fact, yeah. I got Rod Strickland. That's a fact. Yeah, That's Rod Strickland was tough. 
whoever said that was a good point. But back yes, to the Wallberry story. We was yes. we undefeated in CYO. Shout out to my coach Tex from New York, from Far Rockaway, Bernard Robinson, rest in peace. We was rest undefeated. You know, some of my players were good players, Kareem Shabazz, um, Sharif Fordham, uh, Andrew, Lamar Parker. Yeah, you know, I mean, those guys on my team when we CYO and we was undefeated. So we got down there. My pop said, you know, who we play. I said, who? He said, you play Stephon Mulberry, the kid on Sports Illustrated. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I get to the game and do take two, three dribbles past half court and shoot the ball. I'm saying he bugging till I turn around and see it going. <laughs> I said, oh, shit, I got to get up on this guy. So yeah. basically that showed me a lot that dude could shoot from four, five steps from the three point line. You got to guard him from there. Then he going to make make you come up on him. Then he going to blow by you. And yeah. that made me a beast playing against Marbury to make a long story short. Shout out to shout out to you and shout out to Marbury now. Shout out to Steph Marbury. Getting back to Marbury, man. He was like, I remember when he came to New York. At that time, his contract, his contract was uh 89 million. Shout out to the big dog over there topping in the building. Oh, what's up, brother? Yeah, it was good, my guy. What's good, my guy? Oh, I can't make no noise, man. Yeah, man. That's my Thanks brother. For Nothing for life. Yes, indeed, man. Salute to you, man. For real, man. I appreciate Word. that, man. Yeah, Word so up. we just talking. We just was kicking a little bit about Stephon Marbury. Oh, I know you know all about Steph too. You know what I mean? Because we oh, from yeah. that era and that yeah. club. You know what I'm guy. saying? That's Word up, that's man. True from Coney Allen. Yes, that's indeed. Right. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, Word, sir. but but oh, we know we ain't gonna hold you too long, right? No and doubt. I appreciate you checking in with us, man. I see you just getting in and all that stuff, man. Sure. So I wanted people to get a better understanding of who you are. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody knows you got your son at Kentucky, Jacob. And we know everybody knows your son, Obi, playing for the Knicks right now. But let everybody know about who Obi Top, Obadiah Toppin Sr. is, the father of these two young men, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you where are you I, from? I ball. You know, everybody know I ball, too. You know, um, I went to... Uh, you know, I played in, you know, West Forth. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, I played in different other tournaments or whatever. And yeah. I had my son. My bad. I'm trying to get back to the. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. We hear you. We hear you. But, yeah, um, you know, um, when I, you know, I brought up my boys. And everywhere I played, they was with me. That's a fact. And That's when they fact. got big enough or whatever, I had them on the court with me, you know, playing against the guys. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's when that's when when you could you could you you had you had to play through the fouls and all that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So when did you when did you start taking basketball seriously? And what was the highest level that you've played competitively like organized? Um, I think I I think I started taking basketball serious when I turned like I want to say like 17, 18 because I started Uh late. I actually started late. I didn't start playing until I was like 15, 16, wow. around there. Wow. You know, so, um, and, uh, you know, I got looked at through, um, from colleges through the big tournaments in New York I was playing for. Wow. You know, so um, I was fortunate to get the uh, the Gatorade commercial that I did with Ben Wallace, Dwayne Wade, and Vince yes. Carter. Yes. You know, um, and, um, through my through my actually they was watching me play with my son at West Forth. That's how I got the Gatorade yeah. commercial. Wow. You know, so um That's yeah, I, I just went through the uh the circuit, 
you know, all the New York City tournaments. Got got it got the opportunity to go out to Oklahoma to play college ball. Then I went um overseas after that. Wow. What was yeah. what was that experience like overseas for you coming from the big city, New York? Um it, it was a, it was a it was a different atmosphere, different people. You know, I loved it over there. Yeah. Um going overseas, man, it, it changed. It, you know, it gave me a different perspective about a lot of things, you know. More business, right? You know, some of them countries over there, you know, it's it's a really it's really a struggle over there. And to yeah. see how they get by on a daily basis, you know, um, I cherish everything I got in this country, you know. Yeah. I don't take nothing for granted in this country, you know, seeing what goes on in other countries. That's, uh, a, that's a good point to make. And um, hopefully my my boys will get the opportunity to go over there and um, see how it is over there. It's beautiful. In a lot of countries, it's beautiful. Yeah. But I've also been to countries where, you know, um, it's, it's a real struggle over there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Damn, kid. Sheesh. Yeah. So, but um, Obi man, Obi 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 is gonna he's he's doing good, you know. Um, yeah. you know, there's things that 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 he needs to work on, which every rookie that's of just course. coming into the league that haven't had no training camp and no summer training and none of yeah. that. So, yeah, I mean, him going in going in now, I mean, he still got to figure it out. And yeah. when he do figure it out, you yeah, already know what fine. it's gonna be, man. man he's fine, man. No, he's yeah, fine. Yeah, he's fine. We just fine. talked about that before you came in. Basically, how the Knicks gotta have more patience with the players that they draft. And Absolutely. that's what the problem was in the past. And due to the fact that they didn't pick up anybody in this draft that we just talked about earlier, it looks like they are gonna give these guys a chance to gel and grow. And I think it makes a lot of sense to change the culture and wait and get, cause why wait two, three years and then get rid of them and they about to come out their shell. That, yeah. that was right. that was the problem that we had. And once, and that's why we doing this to hopefully they hear and we could put the word out. Like, man, it's real fans out here. And we we back in OB and you and yeah, all the real players. That. That's what we all about. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why we started this this podcast to, to make fans speak up because they want OB here. Like he went to the dunk contest and man, wow. they haven't had a player do that in how long? Let's keep it real. Nate Robinson did it a few years, but yeah, to act like that and him to come in second and do what he did, man, I had goosebumps man. at home. So shout That's out, I mean, Obi. I mean, it, it was it was crazy. I mean, yeah, you was it there. Was, it was real awesome, man. To, to, it uh, was to actually be there. Yeah, you know, to actually be on the court with my son. That's, that's you know, being fulfilled, right? Like, that's like, my next like, question was going like to be for you. Said, I, don't, I don't think that ever happened. I don't, I don't think that ever happened where an NBA player and, a, a, you know, a streetball legend oh, yes. at an all-star game, you know? Like, no, yeah. it has some it. sometime down the road, it may happen again, but they always will revert back to that date. 100%. You know what I mean? And, yes. and, and it, 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 it's awesome because it's a lot of people that really look up to O, that, yeah. that really looked up and to you. me growing up and yeah. stuff like that. And to see that happen, it gives them, you know, uh, motivation. You know, I love it. To, to do whatever they want to do. And, yeah. like, you know, I, I love just, when just them putting in the work to do it. Yes, you know? I love when you when you when he got drafted, man. Like a couple days later, y'all was in Brooklyn 
giving out food and all of that, man. That was love. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people really felt that, man, and really appreciated that, man. Yes, sir. But what what has been the toughest adjustment for you so far as a parent? Now that your son is playing in the home for the hometown team. Um the toughest thing is just dealing with everything that yeah. you know, dealing with the process. Yes, 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 it's, yes. Dealing is dealing with the process and um you know it it's just going it's just going it's really just going through the process and dealing with different personalities, yes. dealing with family, dealing with friends yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I gotta, I gotta keep everything in its place, you know, yeah. because um, this is new to me. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's I seen, all of I, us. I mean, I, I, I seen seen it before, but yeah. to this level, it's new yeah. to me, just like yeah. it's new to all my family members yeah. and my friends. It, it's, yeah. it's new. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just taking all this in, man. Yeah. Oh and man, I'm taking all this in. You deserve Yo. it. Nah. And that's my word. I didn't want to ask O to come on because I was like, yeah, I know he's probably getting tons of requests from everybody. <laughs> I was like, damn, kid. I really don't want to ask O. I, I don't want to be the extra pressure on people we, and, stuff like, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But, nah, no doubt. We got to we gotta get on the next one, though, man. Sometimes yeah. we help them For speak sure, and let them know, let them say how they feel like he did. And sometimes yeah. you speak and let some things out, and then it's a good feeling sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? Because we talking about things that he feel and his word could get out. And, yeah. and that's a real thing. Like I say, they need to stop letting players go, give him his chance, just like Barry and them young guys. That's a good call. Yes, and if sir. we speak with that, we're going to be the truth. And I've been a Knicks fan since a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love OB and them young guys. And if they have patience, I can see us going real far. Yes, sir. It's all it's all it's all about the mental thing. It's a mental yeah. thing, you know. Yes, indeed. It, you know, it just keep all they gotta do. And I mean all of them, all they gotta do is just keep working, man. They gonna yeah. get they gonna get their chance. Nah, they and gonna, they definitely gonna get their chance. Yeah, right, man. You know? Let everybody know about Jacob as well, man. Oh, yeah, what Jacob, man. Is he now? What year is he? You know, he he the he the he the quiet assassin, man. Yes. He's the he's the uh you know, he's under you know, he when he comes, he's coming. Yeah. I mean, at the end, towards the uh, towards the middle and the end of day season or whatever, you started yeah. to see everything coming together for him. Yes. You know, his confidence, his shooting, yeah. all of it. You know, yeah. and um, actually, he's he he began to start on Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is, which is a beautiful thing. It's, it's it's just once he learned the system and yeah. and and. and you know, and everything like that, that's when everything started clicking for them. Start to take yeah. off. Yeah. And it's the same yeah. process from the college to the NBA. It's the same different process for them. They got to go through over again. Yes, yeah. sir. You yes, just got to get them that chance. That's all. That's what it. year that's is he in? What year is he in now, Oh, This is, this is South, this is South, well, it's junior year. Junior year. Junior year. It's junior year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so now. That's yeah. good. He got time. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, he got he got time. I mean, yeah. um, you know, he gonna go test the waters. You know, yeah. um, get some feedback from the yeah. league or whatever. Yeah, he don't yeah. have to go or whatever. How that go? Yeah, you don't have right, to right, right. Yeah, that yeah. exactly. Ain't no rush. It ain't no yeah. rush. You know what I mean? But yeah, he uh, he'll, know, he'll know. He'll know. He'll know. He'll know when he's ready. Yeah, and he's a topping too. That yes, plays sir. a major part. It's political. Yes, so, sir. you know, he's a topic. So all you got to do is work hard and everything else will fall into place. I just want to say, yeah. you know, 
shout out to you for being a great father because Appreciate if that you. wasn't the case, then we wouldn't be here talking about this. And we have to peel back the layers because if you wasn't bringing them to them games, yeah. letting them see what you doing, then they would be doing something else too. The kids a, follow what their father gonna do. And a, we gotta give you that shout out and all the credit, praises due. Thank you for being a father and, man, and putting us it. in position to be very successful because you succeeded at that. If it wasn't for you, he would not be drafted. Let's just keep that all the way 100. So I got to give you a big major shout out for being a great dad and having him in that environment and then your younger kid following as well. Yes, sir. And that's basically what I wanted to say about that because if nobody don't give you credit, that don't make sense. You can't just gravitate around OB. If, he, if you didn't do what you did, he would not be in that position. And shout out to his mother too. Man, I appreciate that, man. So, oh, before we let you go, man, how can people, you know what I mean, support you and the things that you and your son are planning to do in the community moving forward? Like, do y'all got anything set up for where people can help support what you guys are trying to do in the community or yet you got you didn't lay anything down yet? Um, Right now, we still in the, in the works of laying stuff down. Uh -huh. You know, um, we definitely going into the um going into the community. We got a couple of things lined up that okay. we start doing. Okay. You know, um, especially um, shout out to Bushwick. We yeah, shout out Bushwick. What it up? Um, we'll definitely be a part of that. Doing in the summers, you know, yeah. over there. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, we got some things lined up. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, man. Just let me know, man. I put the word out, man. Any support that we could give you, man, we yeah. here to do it, for real, man. Because I appreciate you, King. I salute you on the journey that you're on, man. Congratulations, and like Harwell said, man. Uh, Great father, man. Keep right, doing man. the good work, man. And, you know, I appreciate you for coming on the platform, champ, for right, real. Man, I appreciate, appreciate you still always, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, always, sir. Always, man. Yes, indeed, man. man. You Thank already you. Know. Appreciate you, King. We going to get up, all right? For sure, man. Thanks. Have man. a great night, brother. No problem, all bro. right, y'all too, man. All right. All right. All right. Yep. That was Obi Obadiah Toppin, man. Father Obi Toppin. Checking in with us, man. You know what I mean? Great guy, great father, man. And the future is bright for the Topping family, man. And like you said, Harwell, it just takes time and patience, man. And a lot of New York fans have to have patience, man. We would have had Obi on tonight, but again, that was my fault because, you know, today was the season premiere of the show, and I overlooked the fact that they had a That's game. Cool, though, because look, they see his father stills. Yeah, nah, it's all good. Yeah, no, it's no cap. No, no, I'm just have to say that because you saying that, so I have to reinnovate. It's no cap. Like you know, he yeah. had a game. we was we lost the show, and we thought he was gonna be home by then. He had to do press. However, that mm -hmm. went. But we'll see him maybe next time, and we gonna have more guests. And the show is about the fans and the call in. So even though one person called, next time some more people call, we can yeah. make more fun out of the show. It's gonna be more guests, and that was a very good segment with mr topping man how he came in like that man like i really enjoyed that man for the first interview first show this is kind of dope man i like it. it's kind of cool nah, it's dope man shout out to everybody showing love on facebook shout out to everybody showing love on youtube right now we're not streaming live on the station like we normally would technical difficulties you know learning curves with this but you know next week everything should be up and running but before we move into the next topic man I wanted to say shout out to you, Harwell. You know what I'm saying? Making your debut with me Thank on the you. podcast. You know what I mean? Feeling in well. Like Thank what you. I'm hearing so far. Um, appreciate that. And we definitely going to look forward to having some more great episodes. But 
just to bring things back to, you know, the season and what's been going on thus far. Yes, tonight we had a tough loss, but we had a tougher loss earlier in this week, man. So this is a question for you and anybody else that's out there listening. After Mitchell Robinson went down with his latest injury, um, what are some what are what are your expectations now? Are you satisfied with the team staying put for the remainder of the season? Or do you feel that they should make a move? They should have made a move or they should make a move to find somebody that's out there waiting to be signed as a free agent. Call in if you want to answer that. I'm going to say, I think before Mitchie Robinson got hurt, I was comfortable with the core and building and see where we go. Sometimes you have to see, we're not winning the ring. You have to see that. I'm not saying we're not winning the ring right now. I'm saying in general, when you're in that position, uh-huh. you know you're not going to win the ring, then you better off building your core. So, yeah, being that Mitchell Robinson went down, I would have looked at probably getting a big man to replace him just to see what we could do. But uh-huh. before he went hurt, I was happy that we didn't move because it shows that we changing the culture and we giving guys a chance to grow because we got guys that's two-year players that's playing better than some four- and five-year players. Andre Barrett is playing better than some players. Yeah. Been Shout out to R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is definitely doing – yeah, R.J. Barrett is definitely doing, doing his thing. Yeah, and my point, too, about my man Julius Randle, right? Uh-huh. Now, see how he's coming out – his come-out parties right now? So if he would have been on the Knicks before – he got to the Knicks, maybe they would have let him go right before he was going to have his come out party because that's our history. So maybe they're realizing that and saying, hold on, let's just see. Unless it's going to be a blockbuster where we give up three guys that we know didn't really reach their potential yet. We get a guy who has full potential now. So we going for the chip now don't really make sense to me. So this is what they got to take into consideration. We're not winning a chip. Let's build these guys to make my point clear. No question. No question. Well, um, I, I would I would say this too, man. Um, I I, I was kind of I was kind of um annoyed that they didn't add pieces because right now they're right there. I'm not saying take away from the nucleus and the core, but I think that you know they could have went a little bit harder at certain players. And Thibodeau um said this earlier in the season, like when Russell Westbrook was available and he wanted to come to New York. Now a lot of people sit there. And, Kill Russell Westbrook saying that he's not a good player, he's not a team player, this, that, and the third, whatever. He's a dog. He plays defense. He he embodies New York. You know what I'm he saying? Would so I, he would be a good Nick. He would be a good Nick. But we can't cry over spill milk. It didn't happen. Um, the 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 most recent situation was um Andre Drummond. I think that he would have been a great addition because, again, like tonight, for instance, we got killed on the boards. We got killed by a lot of second opportunity. Um, chances that Miami had to score again. So we we were depleted on defense because, guys, the long rebounds, you know, we were settling for a lot of threes and we got killed in the paint. You know what I mean? So somebody like um, Andre Drummond could have helped us. Yeah, he's going to get the rebound. He yeah. gets the rebound, you know what I mean? And he's a big body. Right now, the Knicks are frail. They're a small team. Um, um, Nerlens Noel. Noel is a backup, though, still. Yeah, backup. That's the problem. Yeah, he's a back. He plays a great. Honestly speaking, he uh-huh. he stepped his game up. Shout out to Noel. Yes, because yeah, I watched him before that. when he first got drafted and said he declined so much. But yeah. that's why I have to 
re-innovate on that and rethink that because the same process that I'm saying the Knicks players deserve, he deserves that. And he just didn't take off right away. And now he's reaching some of his potential. He's blocking shots like he did in high school. And he's playing the way he played. If you follow him in high school, he used to bring the ball up. He was more of an agile big. It's just that he doesn't have to do that now. So he's doing a great job blocking and defending, but he's a backup. So if Mitchell Robinson was there, then we would see a whole different dynamic. We're looking at it funny now because he just got hurt after he was out for a while. And we were doing good. And remember, the alley you play with Mitchell Robinson is unstoppable. Let's be clear. That's a fact. full game. That's a fact. That being said, if he's playing and Noel's is a backup, we have a stronger unit. But him being hurt changes the dynamic. So I do think we probably got to put somebody to replace missing him because with Noel's it's not enough depth in the yeah. big spot. Yeah, and, and the and the market is dried up now, man. Everybody went to where they're gonna end up being and you know we gotta depend on the draft and, and hopefully free agency, you know, when some of these guys become free agents because I think that Drummond is just a one year rental for now because the Lakers don't have the money. Yeah, the, the Lakers don't have the money to really pay him, but I guess he wanted to take the chance to win a ring and then I guess they're gonna try they're going to figure out a way to sign them. You know what I mean? So that was something that, that we did miss. But I am grateful. I'm I'm, ve- I'm super grateful because just like the guy we was talking about earlier, R.J. Barrett, right? Uh-huh. I, was, I wasn't sold on him at first. I must admit. I wasn't sold on him at first. I wanted John Morant. I can admit that. I'm a Nick did we fan. pass up or we pass? Oh, yeah, we, we, couldn't get him. we couldn't get him because we were number three. But RJ is starting to shape up. And you can't really feel that way, Stills. Nah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, you know listen. I'm in reference to we passed up on Morant because we did. I don't think they would have did that. You don't they think so? Morant. If we could have. Yeah, they, have, they would have took him. But we can't put that in consideration because we didn't have a chance. It's not like they passed on him. Exactly. exactly. He's a blockbuster. Memphis made a great decision because he proved that he was what they did, what, what they chose him for. He's living up to his expectation. 100%. 100%. So is now, RJ, though. Yes. So now, now RJ Barrett has something over all of these players. So RJ Barrett is only one of five players since 1970 to achieve these following numbers before turning to age 21. Ooh. Over 1,500 plus points, over 500 plus rebounds, over 250 assists, all before uh-huh. the age of 21. He's one of five players. Like, that's amazing. And, I and see that coming. Yes, he's growing right before our eyes. And I love I love the fact that he goes to the basket and he's not afraid of contact and he finishes. You know and, what I mean? And he's shooting the jump shot because somebody must have told him you has to hit you have to hit the shot to make them come out so you can have the drive. So now yes. he's shooting the three which makes him much more of a better player because they have him working out on his jump shot. And another thing I want to say is shout out to my guy, my favorite, one of my favorite Knicks, Emmanuel quickly. We didn't yes. miss him yet, but this yes. kid to me should be the rookie of the year. He was a yeah. sleeper pick. He, and, and now he might get it because ball is hurt. Yes, the ball is hurt. The rookie. You right. Who else? Who the else is playing? Is hurt. Quickly should be the rookie of the year. 
We need to vote for quickly, man. Quickly is killing. You see the move when he put the boot on, dude? He stepped back. Dude thought he was going to drive. He dropped him and stepped back, hit the three. I said, this kid right here. And then I watched him since Kentucky. That boy is serious. And I play ball. So that boy quickly coming with it. Yeah, he's definitely tough. Tap in. That boy is tough. And he humble. And... Be like quickly, man. Like we got a good team, bro. I'm excited about my team. I haven't been excited for years, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited you know too. Trust me, bro. Trust me. I'm excited yeah. about my team. Bro. Yeah, I love it, man. I love. I love. I love the first show too. Still, the first yeah, show. Nah. Listen, man. Really worked out great. We had a few glitches, and then topping senior topping popped in. You know. Fire. Yes. It was fire, bro. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to yeah. Steels for making that happen. You know, you got Indeed. shout Steels out, balls and hoops. Tap in, like I said. He's doing a great job out here. Whoever don't know, tap in the ballsandhoops.com, the round ball classic. Certain things we doing that y'all don't know that we may talk about. So just follow the pages, balls and hoop at Instagram. Shout out to the Hardwell as well. You know, Hardwell yes, basketball training. That's one of my companies. So tap yes, into some of our brands. You get to get some more information. We're gonna have a page. For Knicks Talk Nation Radio coming up soon. Y'all can follow. Y'all can be able to put things on there that y'all want us to discuss. It's going to be ways you could go into the website and chime in too on that. So we'll let you know more details on that coming soon. And thanks for tuning in tonight, man. Like I say, it was a great first episode, man. I loved it. Yes, indeed, man. It was a great episode, man. Shout out to Obi Topping, man. Shout out to Obadiah Topping this pop for checking in, man. Like I said, man. We try to bring you the best, man. This show, again, is for Nick fans, by Nick fans. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate everybody that's chiming in, everybody that's showing love, everybody that's supporting the movement, everybody that has been supporting Bars and Hoops Radio from the start. You know what I mean? This is just the beginning. Again, we got a lot more in store for you. We got a lot of new shows coming with great content. And we're definitely going to have some uh, special guests chiming in. I'm not going to take anything out the bag yet. You know what I mean? You got to stay tuned. You got to stay locked in with us to see what we got in store for you next. So, again, don't forget, this show is going to come on every Monday from 10 to 11. Rain, sleet, hail, or snow. We're going to be here to give you the latest Nick news as well as talk about some great things that happened in the past and what we anticipate happening in the future. So, again, my name is Stills the Great. His name is Hard Will. And we are... Nick's Talk Nation Radio. And until next week, we are signing off. We signing off. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. New York City. New York City. in the court, reach for